Good morning and welcome to a new episode of Morning Star Journal. Uh, sorry for that. That was my attempt at uh, <laughs> of uh, uh, Seven Nation Army by um, White Stripes, and uh, promise I'll get that a little bit better next time. But I want to welcome you to a new episode. Hope everyone's been having a good week. And today, like I said earlier, or at least last week, uh, when I uh, was lucky enough to have David along uh, for the episode, uh, for last episode, I'm going to finish up. I talk about The Predator, aka the remake that they did, or sequel, as they want to call it. That they did in uh, this year in September. And if you can hear in the background, I'm going to turn it down a little bit more. I'm actually going to put the uh, the original Predator on uh, just to kind of keep that on the background a little bit. So, um, <laughs> like we talked about, like um, or I discussed last week, I am a big fan of the Predator series. I've um, I haven't read like the books. Uh, all of the books, and I haven't seen all the comics, but I've seen quite a few of them. I've kind of kept up with uh, the appearances in uh, video games, and I have watched just about every movie with the exception of the first one, I can recall, I've seen almost everyone in theaters. So, when I talk about this uh, sequel, I... Want to put it straight up front that I am very biased by it. I do care for the series, so that kind of does skew how I view the movie. And there aren't too many movies that are, or shows that are like that um, for me personally, only because I've liked The Predator for so long that I have at least some expectations of what it should and shouldn't be and like other than predator x-men is probably my other one that um i kind of uh weigh heavily whenever a new movie comes out and we'll probably get into x-men at some point later but today like i said i wanted to finish up last week's episode to talk about the predator and boy, oh boy, is this movie just a mess in so many levels. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to get into things like, oh, they shouldn't have made it and they should keep the original stuff like that. It's more or less, okay. So a lot of people like to throw out this term of popcorn movie. And generally when I see this, especially with reviewers, they refer to a popcorn movie as a movie that you can just turn your brain off. Now, for me personally, I have a fundamental problem with the phrase turning my brain off because there are a lot of different things that will happen that if you that if you're watching it and it makes no sense, it it jars you for the rest of the it jars you for the rest of the scene, potentially jars you for the rest of the movie, because you expect that especially if a movie takes place in let's say the real world or have real world physics per se, even if it's not the real world, but like if it's a space movie, but you're still dealing with real physics, you're dealing with real people, you know, real human beings, real thoughts, and things like that. 
Um, things need to progress naturally. You know, you have to have people who draw to logical conclusions because of what's given. And with the exception of something like Sharknado, which is clearly way out of left field and going crazy, it's not wrong to expect at least some form of logic, even in the most action-based movies. We're not talking about, like, it has to be thought for every movie. I'm not talking about every movie has to be thought-provoking and has to make me think. But at the very least, if your character is going from A to B, or if they're making an assumption about C... It should that that shouldn't make at least make sense if not you know just be understandable. So let's get into this. I actually wrote a whole bunch of notes on here about rewatching this movie, which let me tell you that'll probably be the last time I ever watch this movie on purpose. Um. This is just not happening again. So, where do I begin on this? So, let's start off in this movie with... Oh, and spoilers. I am going to spoil this movie. I'm going to talk about different parts of this movie. I'm going to go over probably the end of this movie. Pretty much, I'm spoiling this movie. If you don't want to listen to this, I totally understand but I'm telling you, if you are any type of fan of the Predator, if you want to enjoy action movies, you can skip this movie. I mean, there are other movies that came out this year. And that, you know what? And let me let me jump into that real quick. There are other movies that came out this year that I was like, okay, maybe they're not be that good. You know, they might be okay. Way better than the Predator. I mean, miles and Leaps better. I mean, you got Rampage, which it is insane that a movie about, uh, like, I can't remember how tall they are, like, 10, 20 foot tall monsters, that makes more sense than this movie does. And they make, and they don't jump to illogical collusion. Overlord, which came out uh, pretty recently, surprisingly really good way better than this movie venom now let me tell you i am a fan of the marvel uh movies and i gave venom a hard time as it was coming out that is a hundred times better than this movie but you know, and I, I can go on. There's like Sicario 2, Peppermint, Mile 22. Um, heck, even House with a Clock in Its Walls is a better movie than this. But anyway, let's just jump into it. That way we can get this over with and I can be done with this part too. Though, again, I want to um, take a moment to really thank David for coming by. Um, he actually drove here to my studio or apartment or whatever and he you know, helped me film uh the episode i really appreciate him coming by he even played a little bit unfortunately i didn't have anything that uh, complimented him on it so hopefully i need to work on mine so that maybe next time we can actually play something together but anyway let's just jump right into it so 
one of the things that I liked about the Predator in the sense is that he is kind of a horror horror character in which like he he's the constant threat. Once you re- once your main protagonist or your group realizes that the Predator's out there, even if they just know that something's out there. Like, for instance, in the first movie, they don't understand what it is, but they understand there's something out there. The minute that um, Hawkins is killed, uh, sorry, even going back, the minute they find uh, his friend and find out the skin, they're like, hmm, maybe the grill at the time, they think, oh, the gorillas are kind of, uh, they took out uh, my friend, this is kind of crazy that they would skin him, but eh, we've seen weirder, or you know, we've seen kind of crazy stuff before. But then when it kills um, Hawkins after they've already taken out the gorillas, they realize that there's somebody else out there. There's something else out there, uh, something that took Hawkins by surprise, something that took his buddy by surprise, and the predator becomes a common threat throughout the first film. Predator two, same thing. Once um, the Colombians are taken out right at the very beginning, they're taken out like while the police are downstairs. So they're like, okay, there's something out there. And when he takes out the uh, Jamaican group, then they realize that this is a threat. Now, they don't know exactly what it is. And, of course, you have Keys that comes in. He's like, um, you know, you need to stay off my territory. And it isn't a way... Later, when they're in the um, um, meatpacking factory, that Keys tells him, yeah, it's an alien. Um, but even before that, throughout the movie, they under- you understand that this is a common threat for them, that this is on their minds. When they take out the Colombians, Jamaicans, Danny, all of them, they keep on thinking of this thing, this, this killer out there that they have to fight. When the Predator crash lands on Earth, this thing is immediately knocked out by its own weapon. And let's get into that for a second. So it it's crash landing on Earth, uh, secures the... Uh, we'll get into what it secures later, and then it puts he he, um, he puts himself into a escape pod and jumps out. Okay, fair enough, gotcha. And I guess we'll just ignore the fact that as he crash lands, it's daytime. He clearly had just hit some rocks. I'm oh, sorry, he just hit a cliff, so he's the ship is pretty close to the ground. When the escape pod jettisons, it's also clearly daylight. But when we meet um, Boyd Holbrook's character, who's the main uh, protagonist of the film, he's an army sniper. It is night. And it's been night for a while. And it isn't until after he's, he's on a job and then he sees the pod. How long was this pod in the air? That it just stayed up for, oh, I gotta wait till night to crash down. When it was originally in the middle of nowhere to begin with, but okay, whatever. That's not what I want to harp on. But after it crash lands, um, he, uh, he, I'm gonna call him Discount Rambo. He 
doesn't he? He's knocked out, and he's with uh, two of his teammates. One of them finds him, but they can't find the other one. And the predator has already killed him, which is cool. Okay, predator's already working on it. But you're telling me the predator left his mask and gauntlet, two of the things that later he will basically kill an entire base to get back. When he crashes, he just leaves them in the pod. It's not like he finds these two items just laying out somewhere else. That he, he finds the pod the Predator landed in, looks in there, and almost like in a helmet cup holder on the side of the pod is his helmet and his gauntlet. Call me crazy, but if you crash, you're going to put on... If, you're not, if you don't have your gear on already, you're going to have it with you. But, ah, oh, Jesus... So he gets knocked out within like 10 seconds, which is just stupid. He leaves his gauntlet there. I said how long the pod crashes, which is just insane. Then we're, then we're taken to a point where they want to show the kid and show his autism and how, you know, he's being bullied by stereotypical movie bullies. And how everyone, all the adults ignore him, but he's a, he's really he's really smart because uh, the bullies knock over all these uh, chess pieces, and he puts all the pieces back exactly how they were before they were knocked down. Not like um, not like all these chess pieces were at the start of the game. These were uh, the people who were originally sitting there were in the middle of the game, and he puts all the pieces back exactly where it is, and. It's nice, but, okay, I'm probably going to be rambling a lot on this. So, let me try to sum it up this way before I go any further. This movie would have been okay if it was a Netflix original. And it would have been fine if it was not called The Predator. You can call it anything else. You can call it Space Hunter. And you change the design of the Predator to look like something else. And you don't use the Predator music. Or you don't use his iconic um, three-dot um, infrared sight. Whatever. As long as you... If they didn't use that stuff, and this was like some original by Shane Black, I would be perfectly fine with this. Or not perfectly fine movie would have been okay but because you use the predator logo because you're using the predator lore and later destroy the lore by trying to insinuate a completely different understanding on it that's where i have a problem with this movie because you purposely use the music you use the look you even acknowledge at one point they acknowledge both the 1987 and the 1990, well, technically in the movie universe, it's, it takes place, two takes place in 97. So they acknowledge that 87, 97, that happened in this world. They even have a display case showing the uh, spear that they managed to get from the um, AVP movie. So that happened. 
Which, on a side note, that means aliens exist on, like, the xenomorphs exist on Earth, too. So, that's a different ball of wax right there. But you're acknowledging that these are in your movie. You're acknowledging that place. But then, you want to then tell me, oh, no, they're not getting trophies. They're getting human DNA to make them better. Okay, this thing clearly beats every human it comes into contact with. And the only two humans that you absolutely know beat these things, beat these things at the skin of their teeth, barely survived themselves, and almost had the entire... You had one guy who survived, but his entire platoon of uh, of seasoned soldiers got killed. And you have a um, L.A. cop who, again, barely survived it and got most of his uh, team got killed. Yet you're telling me they're coming here for to get our DNA because we can help them evolve? They're past. The, the predator is supposed to be past us. That's the whole point. The predator is beyond human, and we have to resort to just like basic uh natural like instincts and hunter survive and survival traits just to survive this thing so it's not looking for us it's not worried about trying to be more human but that's what you want to tell me you want to tell me that this thing wants to be more human come on and so let's get Let's start moving on when, after this all happens, then you're meaning to tell me that, okay, so you have this organization that's looking into the Predator, that, that has looked into the Predator in the past, right? Okay, fine. They know about the previous instances. Okay, and they have... Now, you have a guy who just encountered one potentially knocked it out because when you got there the predator was knocked out and you captured it and yet you're gonna call him a psycho and throw him and then bus him to a veteran psych ward why wouldn't you just take him to your base where you can question him and put him in a cell and probably even kill him later if you so wished why would you purposely put somebody who is clearly seen this thing that you've only been studying why would you not continually pump them for information again leaps in logic that i just i i don't that when when you don't make when you when you don't do certain things i'm like why like you know what were you what were you thinking so Let's see. The next... I'm going to skip around in a few things here and there. Um, I haven't... Okay. Okay, here's the thing that really took me out of... This happens an hour into the movie, and this really takes me out of it. And I don't under... And it's a leap of logic that happens... So the first predator, so okay, backing up, 
in the very first scene of the movie, we see two ships firing at each other. And the first ship goes through a warp hole. Yeah, no, this... These other movies kept it pretty simple as far as what the Predator can and can't do and what the ships can and can't do. But all of a sudden, Predators... Oh, sorry, in The Predator, in the 2018 movie, they can now shoot warp holes, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy all of a sudden. But, okay. And Guardians of the Galaxy just gets a pass because it's a comic book thing, and they show that the ships can do this initially. Well, whatever. That's another story. But in this Predator movie, he shoots a warp hole, goes to Earth, but his ship is damaged, he crashes. Later, another Predator, which is chasing him... Goes through another hole and is trying to track him down. And at a point later, in, in the middle of the movie, the, the new one, which is the bigger predator, finds him and savagely beats him, kills him, and rips off his head. It's not even a, it's not even a fair fight. It is so quick, so over, so done. And... After the bigger predator kills the little predator, just out of nowhere, just like, I mean, yanks him, asks him like maybe two questions, like, where is it? It says, I'm not telling you. And he just kills him and then leaves. Mind you, all most of our protagonists, which is um, Discount Rambo, Olivia Munn, who's a scientist slash wannabe action star, um... The wannabe Suicide Squad, which is the little group that he's running with, and his kid. They're there, but the big predator just ignores him. He disappears and goes away. Now, here's a leap of logic that threw me out of the movie. So Sterling K. Brown shows up, um, and he's the... uh, government agent who's trying to get his hands on he's the you know government who's just trying to get his hands on the uh predator like his gear and stuff like that he's keys from the uh uh uh, from the second movie and they come across the and um the suicide squad group they've already gone the bigger predators already disappeared so they get so he gets there and it's just the little predator whose head has been taken out and he's been gone. So they're trying to make sense of it. And one of the guys tell him that the bigger that they got reports that the bigger one killed the little one. And he and Stone Cape Brown makes the uh, makes the assumption that the little one took something from the bigger one. And that's and and the bigger one went to chase him. The the little one must have gone rogue. And the bigger one was trying to catch him. So it's like an intergalactic cops and robbers. He says that. Eh, little far-fetched, but he is... Uh, I'll, I'll kind of give it credit to say, okay, he is a, um, you know, a soldier, military figure. And he probably thinks in these uh, terminologies. So, okay, maybe that's correct. Maybe, maybe he's on to something there. Later... They've caught up with the suicide squad, suicide squad group, and they've—he's uh, got Olivia Munn, and he's talking to her about it, and he tells her 
Yeah, so the little one took something and was bringing it here. Now, that's where the first, now, that was the first, like, how do you exactly know he took something and brought it here? But, okay, oh, he took something and brought it here, and the bigger one wants it. And then, at this point, out of nowhere, she says, oh, so he brought a gift for humanity. What? Now, let me, okay, let me explain what this little, the, the, what the what the regular predator, which I, I, I say little, but at the same time, he is like the normal predator size. Also, he's done in practical, which, why not keep that one around? But, oh, no, they want to replace it with the CG bigger predator. But, regardless, let's get back to the smaller predator. And, I, like I said, the or predator one, I should say. When he first gets to Earth, he kills Discount Rambo's entire crew before he's knocked out. Maybe he just crashed, doesn't have time to talk to anybody, doesn't have time to really say, hey, I've brought this humanity. Okay, maybe. He's knocked out, brought to the military base. They drugged him. At the base, where she had been, because... In the beginning of the movie, she's taken because she is a expert biologist and wrote a paper about aliens. And apparently that's good enough to bring this woman in. Even though if you are counting the AVP movie and you have the spear, there's another woman out there that directly... Handled the aliens that you could have brought in, but whatever. She's brought in, she sees the predator there, they're talking around it, and it starts to wake up. And after it wakes up, it proceeds to kill every scientist and soldier it comes in contact with. It doesn't try to say, hey, I'm on your side. It doesn't try to just knock people out or just kind of... Uh, capture them and and then try to get away or even try just to get in the way um, you know subtly and just like you know try to disappear it is killing every single one of them until it can get back its helmet and its gauntlet so it can go back and find the cargo that it left where does she think that it was bringing something to help people and then, then on top of that, Stone Cape Brown then says, oh, their visits are becoming more frequent because of the climate change. So they want to throw climate change in this movie. Oh, my goodness. Even reliving it, I don't know how much more I can take of it. I've I have heard a couple of um, people, or at least um, friend of friends, that did watch this movie and they liked it. And I'm not, and I don't want to follow anybody if they if you find enjoyment in this movie, find enjoyment in any movie, you know, good for you. Every movie should be enjoyed, um, regardless. 
Um, some movies should be. Some movies may be thought provoking. Um, some may initiate conversation, and some, you know, are good at least just once. I personally feel Dunkirk for me. Dunkirk was one of those movies that I watched this year, or yeah, it was this year. I'm pretty sure it was this year that um, I enjoyed, but I only enjoyed it watching it once. Like I can watch it. I watched it once um, in IMAX, and it was really good, but it's not a movie that I really care for going to see again. Like, I couldn't see that repeatedly. Um, but when it comes to this this movie, The Predator, I just don't get it because there's so many things that just make no sense. The characters make these leaps and logics throughout the film. Um, there's just... There's a point where the kid watches this kind of torture scene of the first Predator where they've been experimenting on him. And it comes out of nowhere and serves no purpose because he never tells his dad about it. And it's never really brought up. Um, There's so much about this movie that makes, just like I said, little to no sense. And then, on top of it all off, at the very end... When they finally defeat the CG Predator, I'm going to call him, um, because they couldn't just have a practical Predator. I mean, that's so 90s, right? Um, When they beat the Predator and they get the pod, which at one point, when the first Predator is going to this thing, it looks like a human pod. When they put the... um, When the Predator... When the CG Predator takes the kid... Okay, let me get into that real quick. Before I go any further, another thing that throws it off is they want to then say, oh, they took the skulls or they took the like, spinal fluid to make them better. Oh, it wasn't like the trophies that we were clearly seeing them making in both the Predator I'm watching and Predator 2 and an AVP where they were clearly taking skulls to put as trophies because they put them up as trophies. Now you want to say, oh, they were collecting DNA, whatever. So because the kid is able to read the Predator language, I'm we're to believe that the Predator deems him worthy of harvesting. Granted, yes, not every human, no no other human, at least at this point, had been able to read it. But would it really care for something that just was able to read something that he could read himself? It'd be different if the kid reprogrammed the ship. Or maybe there's a AI system and he manages to reprogram it. Now, if it was something like that, I can understand him taking the kid. But he doesn't. And to me, it makes no sense. And also, he takes the kid. He doesn't kill him or just takes his skull like he would every other victim predators have come across. And you're telling me this CG predator is way more ruthless than the first one who's already pretty ruthless. He just takes the kid. (sighs) Fine, you have to make it kid-friendly for whatever reason. Jesus. 
Pardon my language. Anyway, at the very end, when they finally be able to defeat this predator, and they're all back in the base, and they've got the pod that managed to somehow survive the explosion the CG predator set on the ship, you know, it turned all it turns out, and at first I was like, this would be kind of cool if it turns out to be Dutch from the first Predator. But then I heard, then I remember that, no, they tried to get Schwarzenegger and they couldn't. And he would be pretty old, but, but, and I believe it was only in 2010, we had Predators. And, um... Adrian Brody survived and was on a different home world. So maybe it's him. And I was like, oh, maybe it's him in the pod. No, it's a stupid little gauntlet that nanotechs a Iron Man Predator uniform onto this random tech. That's it. A weird suit of armor. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness. Shane. Director Shane Black, I mean, he did Iron Man 3, which, eh, good and bad at moments. Kind of bad that it, that it kind of, um, that he invalidates a major Iron Man villain, which would have been, um, which the villain would have been the Mandarin, which would have been nice to have him appear later. There's also, there's talks that maybe he might, but you know, hey, did that. But he also did the nice guys, which I really enjoy. I thought it's really good. And it shows a lot of the humor that he has in this movie. If you're making a Predator movie, yes, you can have funny moments, but your but that humor doesn't, shouldn't apply to this movie. He even starred in the original Predator, and it's funny the same the same type of jokes he has, the kind of like just really raunchy jokes he does in the Predator movie. He kind of has throughout the entire um, re, um, sequel in 2018. But in the first one, when he tells a joke, and maybe this is more on director um, John McTiernan, when he tells a joke, it's awkward. And there's like silence, and even he's off put in for it. Which to say that his jokes aren't warranted almost, and like it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's out of place here. And maybe he should have taken that hint with it was out of place in the new movie as well. And it's funny, and I wanted to say that this is probably one of the worst movies I've seen this year, but then I started going back and I was like, no, this should have been kind of rough because um, as far as disappointing movies, um, there was recently me and Dave went to see Robin Hood. Wasn't exactly the best. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, another one that kind of fell flat, was more like Power Rangers. Um, also Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which was a bad Lost World remake, really. And there's a couple others that I've been looking into that yeah, this has been kind of a rough, uh, <laughs> rough uh, year for uh, a number of um, kind of sequels and stuff. But what can you do? Um, 
see what's but yeah and and I want to say that this is a one-off this is a kind of rare uh, retrospective that I'm doing because when I started the channel I want to make it that I always want to do things that I enjoy because I want to spread that joy and I hope you hear how much I really like certain things like as far as games, books, movies, TV shows, and I'm even playing sometimes. And I want to project that. So I don't want to do things that I don't like. I don't like to kind of harp on things that I didn't enjoy. Also, I wanted to avoid anything new because I want to, you know, kind of put light on um, older properties to get people to uh, maybe find it for the first time and, you know, kind of watch something that you forgot about or, um, you know, play something that you hadn't thought about in a while. So this is a rare exception only because I've liked The Predator for so long that this is a kind of a real close property more than, um, like I said, the other ones like Jurassic World. I seen all the Jurassic Parks, but they never really kind of hit me as much as Predator has just in general and um, in other movies that um, this one really hit a source spot for me on how much they really failed this franchise. And I felt like I just needed to talk about it. Um, but I will actually leave it there. So in short... The Predator, you can absolutely positively skip this movie. I don't think I can recommend it. Can't recommend it as a... It's not a sequel. It's not even a good reboot. However, one line I'll say is that if you enjoy Shane Black's comedy, you enjoy Nice Guys... If you've never, ever, ever seen The Predator in your life, and if and even if you have, if you can somehow tell yourself this isn't the real Predator and be able to watch this movie, maybe you might be able to enjoy it. Otherwise, this is a this is a pass, pass, pass. Uh, I would say don't even. Do if you if there is anything else if you if this shows up on Netflix and there is anything else you want to watch Ozarks for the third time which I'm about to do that myself or if there's any other movie that's on I would say watch that over it. But anyway, I'm gonna leave it there. Like I said, we're gonna uh, hopefully in the next episode we're gonna get back some things that I enjoy. Um, I will have a kind of Christmassy type um, episode next week since uh, the following um, uh, Tuesday will be Christmas. So maybe I'll try to do um, some little like um, just a Christmas thoughts maybe episode next week. Um, but if you and I wanted to um, pass this along to and maybe this is something that if you um, know of this and you can either comment um, you know, send me a comment here, um, or you can send me a tweet at Morningstar Journal, spelled J-R-N-L. Um, can you think of any franchise that started, uh, or any movie universe or whatever, even if it's just maybe one or two movies, that started as a basic concept 
And when they tried to expand it and give it depth, it actually made it better. Now, I don't want to count comic books because those are already depth and they have to, and comics have to come out weekly. So every, every, uh, not sorry, weekly, but monthly. So every month there's like new, in some cases weekly, but you know, there's depth in those kind of stories and those characters. But I'm talking about something like The Predator or Aliens or... Um, even horror things like Freddy or Jason, Chucky, whenever you got these properties and they try to expand on the universe and give it an extra depth later, do they work? I want to say no, because the Predator almost worked in two because they were subtle, because they just said that, because in in the second Predator, we have a second one coming. So now we know... At the very least, we, well, in the first one, you see a ship and it's in a pod. So already we know there has to be more than one. And then in the second one, you know, since this is a, since the first one killed itself, you know, we know that this one, there has to be more of them. So the second one kind of expands more, but then subtly when it shows the trophy case, you see, oh, they hunt things Across the universe. Because you see skulls that you've never seen. Including even a xenomorph head. So. And then uh, and then on top of that. By just giving Danny Glover. The old gun. From I think the 17 or 18 or 1700s. That also infers that. They've been around. Or at least this one had been around. For centuries. And it's subtle and it's quick, and I thought that worked well. But when they tried in AVP, for instance, to try to say they, you know, they come to Earth every whatever ten years to for this contest of champions thing, that doesn't work. And then, of course, in this 2018, the whole thing with now they're trying to say it's due to climate change and we're becoming an endangered species. Again, that's stuff that didn't work. So. A subtle reference in two work, but then later as well. And I've noticed that in a lot of other movies, that if they're not comic-based, if they're not already, if they don't already have this kind of uh, monthly or weekly kind of basis in another media, when it comes to movies, anytime they try to add this extra level of depth through it, it just always falls flat. But let me know if the, you know if I'm wrong on that or if you have any other ideas. But I want to thank you. I hope everyone had, everyone who listens had a great week. I want to thank all who's listening. I've actually uh, seen a few extra likes and listens here and there. So I definitely appreciate it. And I said, I hope you, like I said, have a wonderful um, Christmas season um, and have a great day. Peace.